Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's race day. That's right. It's also Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene, and specifically in the state of New Mexico today. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. And, uh, hey, guys, uh, happy New Year. Happy uh, New Year, my man. Yeah, last week it was it was the 31st, and uh, we were all getting ready for big parties, right? So uh, so so we taped it. Nah, I mean, I was asleep by 11, so who am I, who am I trying to get? Hey, on that liner before, uh, I was listening. I mean, ESPN Radio Albuquerque, 15 years. Wow. Congratulations to the team. And, of course, 10 years for the New Mexico Motorsports Report in, in less than a month. And uh, five years for you, RJ. Crazy I mean, to think I mean, of it. Didn't I, didn't I tell you? You're like, how, how do I how do I get involved in the station? I said, we well, just show up. Just keep showing up and be <laughs> around the corner and... Trying to be like, no, I'm still here, guys. No, make sure of it. But, nope, it's been five years now. So, hey, keep them coming, man. Some great stuff we have for 2023. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. Well, Spencer's on the road, man. Sure is. Um, I, I, I actually think we may need to have an intervention with him. Um, he's been spending a lot of time in Vegas. Um, and he keeps telling me about how he, he's really needing some money. So I think he's going to Vegas and he's blowing a bunch of money. Um, but don't we wish we had money on the last weekend's uh, game well the thirtieth um, that big Tennessee win Dan I mean have you come down from that high yet No I don't think I ever will <laughs> uh, It was awesome looking forward to next year with uh, Bazooka Joe guiding the offense Yeah I mean I, I mean I was a little disappointed that you know Hooker wasn't going to make the game and he had a couple of wide receivers that decided to sit out um, and then that dude was unreal I mean Milton right Yeah Milton I mean when you have a quarterback that can flick the ball 60 yards, and you've got a wide receiver that's 5'10", 165, named Squirrel, yeah. I think you're in a good position. Absolutely. Now, I, during that game, I saw um, he flicked that orange uh, from outside uh, one end zone all the way across through the other end zone and smashed off the wall. I mean, that dude's got a rocket for an arm. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I think he's from California, so they must have must have grown up on HGH or something because it's insane. Well, uh, there's a bunch of stills in Tennessee, so uh, uh, sure, sure could be that. Hey, RJ. Hey, welcome to the show, man. I mean, the year got off to a rocky, rocky start with that Monday night game, um, and and Demar going down. What uh, I mean, what was that like as a as a, a football fan um, to be watching that? You you know what I mean? It, I actually did get a little bit of hope where. It was it was about him. It was about safety of a human being more than a player or anything. Yep. They, you know, the whole thing of like, oh, give them the five minutes time and get out there. I really, I I hope that was not brought up. I mean, just seeing the players' reactions and everything that they did it right there. It's just going to be a null and void. The game almost it's going to not happen in the scheduling eyes, even though we all that's going to be the most memorable game of the season, unfortunately. But you know what? 
he's he's recovering. That's the most important thing. Everything's going on. We're week eighteen, same schedule. There's going to be a few uh, different scenarios and home field advantages, and and it does help out the Chiefs at the end, man. So I mean, <laughs> hey, if they get this victory tonight, it will be a totally different thing. But you know what? It, it was it was worth it. I'm happy to see you know people rally around for a young guy who it was just a no no just a regular old play. Anything can happen when you're out there, but you know what? Kudos to the the first first responders that helped. Kudos to the training staff, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I mean, it could have happened in a better situation. They said just of how the facilities and everything was taken care of. So always give it a shout out to them. But hey, on to brighter things. He's looking good, and NFL is going to keep on continuing. I mean, can you believe? Uh, that you know, he still had a, uh, a pipe in his throat, um, and he's trying to find out if the Bills won the game. Yep, that, I mean, I, I mean that that's that. I mean that that that's absolutely amazing, man. Yep, no recollection of really yeah. what happened on the field. So that's the important thing. It's like, oh, where am I? Oh, wait, did we win? Because how important that game was. So you know what? That just kind of puts you in this situation where it, it's a lot bigger than football. He won the game of life. That's one of the. Uh, the doctor said so it's like you know what just keep with that buddy that's all that matters that's fantastic all right announcement uh the daytona 500 sunday february 19th it's only 43 days away Whew. oh we can start the countdown on that all right let's jump into the law tigers event calendar uh and uh albuquerque dragway um looks like they got a uh, racers banquet coming up on february 4th but you can go on facebook uh, and actually get the 2023 uh, schedule, or you could go to abqdragway.com and, and pick that up now. So pretty, pretty dang exciting. Uh, did you get a chance to take a look at that thing? I mean, I there's mean, like fifty some odd events. Sixtieth anniversary. I put it right on Facebook. We're looking at it as, as we speak. If you will listen to us there, and I mean the first event. I mean it's the first week of March, y'all. It's I mean it's right around the corner when yeah. you think about it. So it's going to be March fourth. I mean full time of events. I mean. The, the July should have a page by itself how many events <laughs> seem like are going to be in that. But, you know, it's just an awesome time. I mean, racing is going to be right around the corner. Yeah. As you said, I mean, NASCAR is 43 it's days away. final countdown. No, okay, we're not allowed to. Hey, wait, wait. No, but there's a lot of great well, things coming up. We didn't pay for the copyright, so we got to do it our own. That's so. what I'm saying. I, yeah, we exactly. Nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, calls, questions, texts. Um, you know, people stopping me, uh, asking me about Sandia Speedway. Uh, what's going on with Sandia Speedway? Uh, well, all, all we know is Charlie's contract is done, um, and I will be the first to say there will be racing in 2023. What that looks like yet, we don't know, but there are things in the works, so stay tuned. That's that's going to be coming up. More to come. No breaking news yet, but, I mean, just yep. a lot of no. stuff that we're still trying to put together. But, but everybody chill. Uh, there, there will be racing. I'll guarantee you there's going to be racing um at sandia speedway uh hey might not even be called sandia speedway so um when, when we hear all the news on that uh we'll bring it up also alien speedway also has their schedule out uh but big times big times thing happen at vado this weekend sure is no the main thing that they have going on i mean there there's a there's a good amount of people traveling to one of this uh, special events where pretty much they are having this Wild West uh, shootout. That's going to be the 17th annual, the Rio Grande Way Service Wild West shootout. It's presented by O'Reilly's. It's going to be at Votto Speedway. And pretty much this event, I mean, 
it's it's going on. It's a multiple week event. This is such a great turnout and one of the bigger events that I mean New Mexico is going to see by far, but I mean in the country some of these turnouts for the racing where it's going to be pretty much the seventh and eighth is going to, we have people kind of coming in, getting everything rolling. And then the 11th, we're going to have time. And then the whole weekend, 13th, 14th and 15th. So, I mean, it's just a packed full of amazing events. You're going to see the dirt track open. You're going to see a uh, retro Milago series. We're going to have the X mods where there's so many different new sponsorships and turnouts. Messia Valley Truckee is going to have this border Tyler modified that they have out there that just, it's, it's just, keeps on adding where this is going to be one of the biggest turnouts by far. Yeah, absolutely. What is that? Uh, Dirt Track Bank Super Late Models presented by Black Diamond Race Cars, Mesilla Valley Transportation, Border Tire Modifieds, uh, presented by uh, Rancho Milagro, uh, ShockerHits.com, XMods presented by uh, Barnett, Harley, Davidson. So all kinds of stuff going on. As a matter of fact, special treat coming up. We had an exclusive interview earlier this week with Kyle Larson. Uh, he gave us 25. He gave the New Mexico Motorsports Report 25 minutes. Uh, we're going to break it down in two segments, and we're going to go live to the track with Royal Jones. Well, maybe he's not quite there yet, but uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Royal Jones, uh, owner of Basia Valley Trucking, um, and uh, find out some uh, details uh, about what's going on uh, with that event. So. Uh, I want to knock out a couple of car shows here uh, before we're uh, out of time. Uh, the Mopar Cars and Coffee at El Patron North um, is going on today, 9 to 11. And, of course, uh, the January Cruise kickoff event is going on today as well, starting uh, car start meeting up at 10 a.m. over at Cafe Bella, roll out at 11 o'clock after the uh, driver's meeting, going to roll out to Russ's Gold and a couple of other stops. Um, and mark your calendars uh, next weekend. The toughest monster truck show is going to be at the Rio Rancho Event Center. All right, so uh, uh, buckle up and stay tuned. On the other side, uh, we're going to have an interview with uh, 2021 NASCAR champion Kyle Larson, who's in the state of New Mexico now and will be racing tonight. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And yet, just a short three hours, 15, three hours, 20 minutes uh, drive from Albuquerque down to Vado Speedway, um, and you can check out uh, Kyle Larson. He's going to be in town with all our local racers. Everybody's really excited um, to check that out. Of course, looking forward to seeing um, Hal Burns Trucking and uh, David Burns and the team down there. Um, hope they're going to make it out, you know, at least to uh, be on the spectator side. Uh, but lucky enough to catch up with Kyle Larson earlier this week. Uh, here's part one of that interview. So coming up this weekend, the 17th annual Wild West Shootout uh, with the Super Late Models. And uh, coming to town 
uh, is 2021 uh, NASCAR champion Kyle Larson. Hey, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Um, so I, I've seen you on a couple. Of, I think I saw you on an interview with Flow Racing. Said you um, you've been to New Mexico before. So I won't hit you with the big question quite yet. But uh, I was just curious. Uh, what, what did you do for Christmas Eve? What do you What do you do to relax? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we've been on baby watch uh, uh-huh. here. Um, so we just welcomed our, our son Cooper uh, on New Year's Eve. But for Christmas Eve, my my parents and sister. My wife's parents uh, were in town, kind of just hanging out for Christmas, but also waiting for the baby. But uh, they had to wait a little bit too long and, and had to go home. Um, Caitlin's mom's still here. But, uh, yeah, so you know, it's, uh, it's been kind of a long December waiting on the baby to come. But um, it's, it's also been fun hanging out with the family and getting some home-cooked meals and, and just relaxing. So, uh, not much racing for me at all this off season, so it's been different than than any other off season I've had before. But I've been I've actually enjoyed it. Well, first off, congratulations! I mean that that that's fantastic. Yeah, thanks a lot. No, it, it all went good. Um, mom and baby are both doing well, and Great. Uh, we're ready to hit the road for New Mexico here now soon. Well, shotgun, sweetie. Um, when is she going to be able to uh, to drink some more beer? That's true. Yeah, now. Uh, <laughs> Maybe maybe we can uh, maybe if we win a race in New Mexico while she's there she can she can get back to doing her shotguns. That's fantastic. I look forward to that. Hey, I'm just curious what what's your daily driver? Uh, I just drive a Chevy Tahoe, but I mean I have a couple other vehicles. I just uh, got a new Corvette, um, so looking forward to receiving that and driving it around. Um, but I'm not I'm not really a, a car guy, <laughs> so to speak. I, I just I just race cars, but um, I don't know much about, like, I've got a 1969 C10 pickup, and, like, you know, car guys will ask me, oh, what's under the hood? And so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it gets me from point A to point B. So I don't I don't get too, too involved in cars. I know, you know, there's a lot of race car drivers that are car people, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm not one of them. I don't, I've never been hands-on with anything that I've driven, so I, I don't really, as long as it gets me from point A to point B, that's, that's all that matters. Well, well, I appreciate that. Um, I know that, you know, you've only raced, you know, the one other time in New Mexico, but you got to be familiar with New Mexico food. So the, the national question is, or the state question is red or green, but there is another option. It's called Christmas, which is green and red. Uh, do you, do you have any preference or do we need to help you with that this weekend? Um, I don't know if, if you're talking about like Mexican food, uh, like, yeah. I like, I like green sauce on my enchiladas, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely looking forward to the Mexican food. That's my favorite Mexican awesome. food. And the closer you get to the border, the better the food gets. So, yeah. um, I'm excited to get there and, and eat a lot of greasy Mexican food, a lot of chips and salsa and, uh, probably come back five or so pounds heavier than I, than I left. Well, I know you work hard in the car. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, you've of course won the 2021 uh, NASCAR championship, but, uh, you've also won the Chili Bowl, uh, Kings Royal, uh, the Prairie Dirt Classic, Knoxville Nationals. Um, and, and Chili Bowl, of course, is getting ready to get going. Um, I know that you've said in some interviews that, that part of the reason, um, why you're coming down to Votto is because you want to support some local tracks and you also want to work on, um, kind of how the, the, the economics of racing works for 
not people just at your level, but but the weekend warriors that are dirt track racers. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think you know I, I I really love especially you know talking about the Wild West Shootout at, at Votto. Um, y'all wanted to support that because you know it's definitely a it's a it's a tough region to get fans to, um, especially in early January. It's it's typically mm-hmm. cold, but. Um, I wanted to come and, and support it because you know, the promoter, the promoters of that event, you know, they really support the teams and, and the competitors and, and the fans too, you know, if they show up. But, um, you know, the purses are really strong. So I want to try and get there to, to see if I can help attract any more people there to, uh, that way this event doesn't go anywhere. I, I would hate to see the event, you know, shrink in size financially. Uh, I would, I would hate to see it disappear so um i love what chris turns and royal jones are doing to help grow the event so i I definitely wanted to be a part of that and um you know it happens to fall during the chili bowl so i will be missing the chili bowl this year to to race in in new mexico but um i've also ran in the chili bowl 15 years of my life so uh, that i i turned 30 so half of my life i've been racing at the chili bowl so i've just also ready for a change and ready to experience something different. And, um, you know, the, the races in New Mexico, uh, seem to excite me. You know, I, I've just started to race dirt late models here the last couple of years and have really enjoyed them. And, um, you know, it's a good stretch of racing for me. You know, I haven't done much off season racing at all. I've only ran one time. So for me to get, you know, six races in, in a week and a half, like that's that's going to be really good to uh, you help me get ready for the NASCAR season. Well, of course, Royal Jones is a racer, so it's kind of neat that he kind of understands both sides as a track owner, uh, r- racer, and promoter. Uh, you've also raced at Eldora, which is also you know owned by uh, a racer uh, with Tony Stewart. Talk a little bit about the conversations with Royal. I mean, it, are are you talking to somebody that's that's more like you as a driver? that kind of gets you to come or is it, is it also just um, wanting to be compete against the best of the best at, at whatever you're driving? Yeah. Well, I, I haven't talked to Royal a whole lot, but um, I, I've never heard a bad thing about him. Um, <laughs> I believe the first time I met him was uh, there was kind of a sprint car version of the wild west shootout. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was, but uh, winter heat, I think. Um, but that was in Yuma when it first started. And, uh, I remember meeting him in the casino. Um, and I thought that was really cool because it's a guy who's supported a lot of racers throughout the years, a lot of, you know, legendary Hall of Famers and, um, you know, he has his own track. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a great, uh, he's a great ambassador for the sport. So happy to go there and, and support him as well as Chris Kearns. Um, you know, he's kind of a, a visionary, I feel like promoter and, and the sport needs more of those people, you know, young too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, excited about it. Um, I've heard Royal owns a couple golf courses in the area. Ah. So I'm def- definitely bringing my golf clubs and kill some time during the day. So, um, and then when the, when, when, when my round's done, I'm going to go find some good Mexican food too. Well, that's fantastic. I want to invite you if, if you are rolling through Albuquerque, uh, put the Onza Racing Museum on your list. Um, that is definitely worth, um, worth seeing. Talk a little bit about the the difference. Uh, super late models came in the last couple of years. How does that compare to uh, to sprint car racing um, on the dirt? Well, it's honestly, I feel like most of the things I race are, in a way, similar. 
Um, but the dirt late model has been is is definitely been the most unique type of race car that I've I've ever driven. Um, once you get the hang of it, I mean, it gets more natural feeling. But you know, in the beginning, it's just it's just an awkward type of car. Um, the way the posture is all set up on the right front, and um, it's just difficult trying to you know, keep that posture. And if your car's off just a little bit, you're really bad. So. Um, but if it if it's good, I mean, you can be extremely good. So um, it's just it's just different. Um, the racing I feel like's harder to pass because the cars are so much bigger and and everywhere you go to, you know, you have to arc out into the corner a lot. So a lot of the passes kind of have to be made in the corner itself. So that that makes it difficult sometimes and challenging to move forward. But um, still got a lot of horsepower. You have nine hundred plus horsepower, wow. similar to a. Our uh, sprint car is probably a thousand pounds lighter, but a sprint car compared to a late model is just so much more basic um, as far as all the components on it and the setups and stuff. So, um, yeah, the late model has probably been the most challenging thing that I've driven to, to try and get the hang of. I mean, you know, one night I'll, I'll I'll win, and then the next night I'm a lap down. So mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just tough, but I enjoy the challenge. I enjoy challenging myself to become a better race car driver. Um, there's also, you know, a lot of big races and dirt late models that I would love to get the chance to compete in or win someday. So, um, just trying to diversify my, my resume a little bit and, uh, also have fun doing it. So, um, the, the culture is a lot different too in, in dirt late model racing and, um, just the way the night goes, you know, sprint cars, sprint cars, you race back to back, like say, you know, the events that we have coming up in New Mexico, as soon as the race is over, everybody's packing up quick to head out to the car wash, to, you know, and then go stay at a hotel where, you know, dirt late models is pretty cool because nobody's in a hurry once the races are over. It's, it's pretty relaxed. Everybody has their tilter homes. So they stay at the track. They hang out after the races, you know, make friendships, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoy that part of dirt late model racing compared to all the other types of racing that I do. So, um, much more kind of relaxed and friendly environment. That's fantastic. A couple of things I heard there. Um, one, it, it sounds like the, the slide job, um, that you use a lot in sprint cars, uh, maybe this helps you, um, be a little more proficient with the slide job. Is that, is that what you're talking about in making the passes in the corners is being able to set the pass out or literally making the pass in the corner? Yeah. No, I mean, yes. I mean, it just depends on how the track is and stuff. I think New Mexico, the, the tracking motto is, is really racy. So, you know, it, it looks like you can make more passes throughout the whole track. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to say. It depends on how the track is, how your run is, if you can throw a slide job on somebody. But, uh, I feel like a lot of the tracks you go to in late models, you gotta, you're kind of, you just have to follow them on entry and then hope you get a good enough run to barely clear them on exit. So where sprint cars are lighter, and you can enter lower and stuff like that. So it just opens up more lanes to, and because I you know said they're lighter, they make runs a lot quicker. So you can make moves a lot faster. Uh, where late model, you kind of have to like work somebody over, over the course of a couple laps to get by them. Where sprint car, you can make up a half a straightaway in, in a corner and blow by them the next, the next corner. So, um, it's just different, different style. All right. Well, that was uh, Kyle Larson there. Uh, we do got a whole lot more coming up. But on the other side, we're actually going to catch up with Royal Jones 
Um, and uh, ask him about the uh, Kyle Larson's comment that uh, he's never heard a bad thing about him. Hmm. Around a dirt track, I think we're going to hear some stories. All right, stay tuned. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Logano is a two-time NASCAR Cup Series champion. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22, Shell Penzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And that's right. It is race day in the state of New Mexico, uh, the seventh annual uh, Wild West shootout is coming to Vado Speedway. And joining us now is Royal Jones. How you doing this morning, man? Pretty good, David. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing fantastic. Well, uh, first we gotta we gotta set something straight. Kyle Larson in that interview said he never heard a bad thing about you. Um, <laughs> uh, that can't be true, man. Uh, I'm sure you can find somebody that made angry somewhere along the way. Yeah, I well, mean, pro- probably probably racing and accidentally bumped him or spun him out or something. That's usually the exactly. I'd be bad as part of that. <laughs> well, and and you know, as, as as promoter, you know, owner of the track and you know, owner of a business. Um, I mean, you know, it just it just comes with the territory. I mean, you can't make you know everybody happy, you know, all the time, and sometimes you can't make anybody happy. Uh, but you do your best, and you're going to make a lot of people happy uh, today. What time do gates open? What time do the festivities get going today? You know, the, the gates open around 3, and the grandstands and the racing actually starts at 5. I think hot laps at 3.30, and, man, we had a practice last night. I have never – got huge pits there. We don't even use half of our pit area. Most of the pits were very, very full, and there will be more there tonight. It's, I don't even know how many late models are there. And I'm talking the best guys in the country. This is like the – Show of all shows. What what is the furthest tow? Because, um, like you said, the best of the best. I mean, you probably got people from and coming from coming from all over the place. Uh, Ricky Weiss runs really good every year in the late models. Super late models. He's, he's out of Canada. And oh he's man! By one. and then you got your you, know, you got your uh, Bobby Pierce and them from Illinois. You got the Georgia boys like the Superman Jonathan Davenport. He's there. Um, gosh, there's some guys from California, Oregon. I don't know. I don't know of any. Um, I don't know where everybody lives, but I know there's. It's it, it, it's the best of the best. It, the modified too, the modifieds and the X mods, but modified guys. A lot of the USMTS guys, a lot of Minnesota guys, a lot of guys that just you know it's cold up there. Well, we think it's cold down here. It was actually very nice last night. It was still, gosh, it was like forty eight degrees at nine thirty when I went home, which is nothing. Yeah. That was sixty seven during the day. I think today is going to be sixty three, and they're, that's why they're trying to get started at five so we can. And get people out of there because you know how it is here. When it says it's yep. going to be thirty-five, thirty-five means about six in the morning, seven in the morning. It doesn't really happen in the middle of the night down here. So yeah. it, it was very nice, brother. We were really happy for that. I c- I completely agree. As a matter of fact, I think it may have been uh, colder at the uh, Twister Tribute 
um, that they had in early December uh, than is actually going to be uh, this evening. But uh, talk a little bit about, I mean, the facility is absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, the first season, you know, of course, you know, COVID kind of knocked that out, got a little bit uh, later start. But I'm telling you, uh, that is probably one of the nicest facilities I've ever been in. And as a matter of fact, it's nicer than some minor league ballparks. Uh, talk a little bit about the facility and, and your staff and what it takes to uh, to keep that thing cranking. You know, it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of really good people. And when I built that thing, I built it to, to you know, in, in this area, just as you have up there, we aren't, we don't really have as many race fanatics as they do up in the Midwest. And I mean, even in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, they can put on a 410 sprint car race on Tuesday night and have 12,000 people out there where we got to push. I've been advertising on TV, but I made this place so nice. It's very handicapped, accessible. The restrooms are second to none. If you, you know how you're, you're if you, if you go to a venue of any kind and the restroom is not nice, your wife is not going to be happy. So you've got the most beautiful restrooms. It's easy to get around. Concrete everywhere. Great food in the concession. TVs around the concession. So while you're waiting for your cheeseburger, we have the best cheeseburgers you're going to get. Um, there's TV screens. There might be the race that we're having. Right next to it might be an NFL playoff game or whatever's going on at that time of year. We, we show everything. And then we have these really nice suites. In the suites, you have your own restroom, your own TV. You have the top, you can go up on top of the veranda and overlook things. That the suites are sold out, of course, for this, mm-hmm. for this event because it's chilly outside, but it's just really, I really did it up nice. And the whole idea is to get new people out that wouldn't have come and they have a great time and they see the great racing. And sometimes we try to do extra dog and pony shows, you know, to hopefully like uh, years ago we used to joke at the old Messiah Valley Raceway. Yep. Back when I first started racing there in 82, that it was kind of, yeah, it's been kind of run down. And the best T-shirt was I went to a fight Friday night and a race broke out. So <laughs> 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 there, there was so much stuff going on the stands. We we got really good people, good nice family atmosphere, and it's, a lot of people are going now that never had gone in their lives. Well, you're absolutely right, and and even even the the, the big tracks in NASCAR are having to make a, a, you know changes for. Uh, for the the new viewer, if you will, the new person that comes out, and and you're absolutely right uh, with the TV screens while you're getting food, great food, um, and it, it's such a family atmosphere. I mean, you talk about you know the wives, and you got to have uh, the good bathrooms, um, but even kids. I mean, and there's not a bad seat in the house. I mean, it, it's amazing. There's actually places to stand, like you said, handicap access, um, and you can't beat how convenient it is off of the freeway. I mean, getting in and out, I mean, everything you guys really thought through. Uh, t- talk a little bit about working with uh, Chris Kern um, and, uh, and and the promotion on this event. Uh, I'm really pumped up to come down and see it. You know, Chris works his tail off. I have to watch my language here. You know, in other words, <laughs> tend to jump out. But, man, that guy, he, he got here on, oh, he got here right before New Year's. And then his wife came in, and then he starts bringing like Jason Babiak in, and then he hired a bunch of our guys. And they were out there for probably ten days straight, just hanging banners. And uh, they brought their own track crew out of Illinois. And those guys have been blading all the pits. And I mean, as nice as we already keep it, they make it even nicer. Those guys just Chris goes at a pretty fast pace, and if you can't keep up, he'll he'll quickly push you aside because he doesn't slow down for anything. I said, hey, you guys want to go to lunch or dinner? And, you know, this week before the race, once the racing starts, you can't do much. And he, um, 
they couldn't go in the evening, so I was on my way to El Paso. I stopped down there, went to the truck stop next door. He and Matt Curl and me and Bobby Seals, who's our new promoter. Awesome. And we had lunch, and I'm telling you, about 45 minutes into it, Chris said, all right, enough bullshit, I got to go. So we had a quick lunch, had a quick visit, and he went back to work. Oh, man, <clears throat> you, you mentioned Bobby Seals there. Uh, Bobby Seals a part of the team. That, that's got to be exciting uh, going into 2023. Yes, sir, especially for New Mexico. You know, we need somebody that's from the area, knows the area, um, good with people. Bobby knows racing, but, you know, you know Bobby who's raced front cars for yep. years, and he's done all kind of stuff. He actually still has his home in south of Albuquerque there, and he rented a place down here to live. And uh, he and his wife are down here, and it's going to be very exciting. So he's getting he's getting his feet wet on this deal since since the Wild West shootout pretty much runs everything. But we still have our people have plenty plenty to do, and he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off too. And it's like wow, wow, wow. I mean, it's it's just so much so much to do out there. But they they're getting it all done. Well, look forward to seeing uh, seeing Bobby while I'm down there. Uh, Kyle Larson, man, what what was that phone call like? Hey, uh, hey, uh, I hear you're running some super late models. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you come and tangle with us? <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I didn't have we didn't have each other's numbers, and when he finally decided, well, you know, we sponsor the forty one team, and he and Carson Macedo are best friends. And earlier in the year, after he spoke about the Chili Bowl and how he wasn't going to go, and he mentioned this big race in New Mexico that pays better every night, and um, he kind of gave us a lot of free advertising. And so I had Carson text him because they're best friends, you know, from California. And uh-huh. He said, no, I need to do stuff with my wife. I can't make it, and blah, blah, blah. So I said, all right, well, that's over. Because people were asking, so we just didn't know because we, we liked that. It people thought, but yeah. And one day he says he is going to come. So Chris Kearns texted me and Kyle together asking different things. So then we had each other's numbers, and we've been talking ever since. In fact, yesterday I picked him up at the airport, and I passed him and brought him up, and he needed some Mexican food, like he told you. He liked the green chili, so we went to La Posta and got tacos. And it was funny because, well, you know, everybody knows me in Las Vegas. The, the waiter, the waiter is, um, oh, Mr. Dillon, how you doing? Hey, I hear you got racing going. And I'm like, yeah, this is all the racers. This is Kyle. He got he, so many people just don't know that yep. much. Anyway, so we finished, and the guy remembers that my daughter and his daughter were on the pom pom team at Mayfield, and we're talking all this stuff, and we get up to leave all of a sudden. We're walking away, and the assistant manager and the waiter is like, Kyle Larson, somebody, can we get your autographs? And they want to pick And I said, how all of a sudden do you know it's Kyle Larson? They said, well, on the counter, we we passed out all these flyers with the race dates and all that in Kyle Larson's picture. And he says, I told the manager, that's Ronald Jones, and owns a speedway. And then they were looking at the flyer, and he says, look at this picture. That's the guy sitting over there. That's Kyle Larson. <laughs> so they, they got all excited that, off, off the flyer. But anyway, it was just fun. I took him by the office, and some of the ladies in there all just melted. They all knew who he was, and were excited. Yeah, you know what's so funny about that? One time I was uh, interviewing uh, uh, one of the uh, local sprint car racers, and I asked him, I said, uh, I said, Who, who's your favorite uh, NASCAR driver? And he goes, I don't watch NASCAR. So it's it's not surprising that dirt fans, well, I mean, dirt fans should know Kyle Larson from the dirt, but, uh, you know, not NASCAR fans aren't necessarily dirt fans or the other way. Um, so it's it's really cool to see a, a generational talent such as him uh, that crosses over, um, and, and is willing to try everything and come out and help give back to the sport. As a matter of fact, I want to thank you personally for uh, helping put that together. Um, I mean, he gave us uh, 25 minutes, very generous. We talked about a whole host of topics, um, but, uh, but thank you, and I, I wish, you, wish you well on the races. So, um, of course, racing this weekend, um, uh, tonight, tomorrow, also racing Wednesday. Um, talk a little bit about that part. You know, they've done that ever since they started this in Arizona. You get all these people from out of town, and you're keeping them down here. And even though we 
the right. facility lends itself to an out-of-towner because so many things around that you can do and see and what have you. But you get these guys here, and they're away from home, and they're living out there in their haulers. They're living in hotels. So having a Wednesday race kind of keeps, keeps makes it easier for guys to come from so far and stay. So we actually had you know, racing tonight and tomorrow night, then I practice again on Tuesday, race Wednesday, and then race again Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, as you know, if if one person, it's 10,000 to win each night, 20 on second Sunday, but if one person was to win all six of those races, it's a $300,000 bonus, which we don't think will happen, but it could. I mean, think about it. Nobody thought um, Jonathan Davenport was going to win $2 million this last year, and he did. So yep. anything can happen. Absolutely. All right, man. Thank you. Sounds like you're starting to cut out a little bit, uh, but I appreciate your time, and uh, and we'll see you this weekend. Thank you so much, Royal. Thanks for having me. Enjoy. Hope you all enjoy races. And if you can't get down here, watch it on flow. Take care. That's right. All right. That was uh, Royal Jones, uh, owner of Messiah Valley Transportation, uh, as well as the uh, track down there. Uh, first and foremost, guys are race fam. And that's why the facilities are so good. All right. Coming on the other side, we got the other half of our interview with Kyle Larson. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque 1017, the team. ESPN Radio 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right, let's get right into part two of that interview with Kyle Larson. Talk a little bit about your foundation. Um, how, how did things go with the Kyle Larson uh, Foundation? It may be specifically the urban youth. Uh, part of your program in 2022. Yeah, it went good again. Um, it's been a lot of fun. You know, everything that happened in 2020 is has really um, helped me out in my career and 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 growing up and and starting this foundation and becoming closer to the kids of the Urban Youth Racing School and and Anthony and Michelle Martin and and the rest of their staff there and um, just staying staying as involved as I can. You know, getting them a couple of simulators and. Uh, I'm always just a phone call away for any of the kids who want to talk to me and also just raising money for them to uh, operate their school. So um, I, I don't know the number off the top of my head of what we were able to finally you know, earn uh, at the end of the year here. I'd have to check on that. But um, the last two years have been good. I know Anthony and Michelle have been very happy. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I just I think the biggest thing is just the relationship more than more than anything. So um have enjoyed that and, and plan to keep on you know, help them where I can and, and maybe expanding into other things with my foundation in the future. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, one last topic I wanted to bring up is uh, you and Brad Sweet uh, with the High Limit uh, Sprint Car uh, Series. Um, three-time champ with, with Brad. Um, talk a little bit about what we can look forward to in 2023. I think you've got uh, 12 races on the docket, a couple of uh, a big 50K races, 23K races. Uh, talk a little bit about that passion in uh, midweek racing. Yeah, definitely. Um, the idea kind of came about uh, because, you know, Flow Racing, they started up that late model series uh, a couple years ago and um, with big money and midweek. And I, I re- tried to run as many as I could. And um, the crowds were great. The car counts were awesome. 
Um, and there was nothing like that in sprint cars at the time. So uh talked to Brad, who's you know, really into like the business side of the sport as he's gotten older here now. And, um, you know, he's always looking for new adventures. So we kind of threw the out, threw out the idea of starting our own series and making it midweek and kind of more or less copying what Flo had done with the late models. And, um, it's, it's gone well. Um, you know, I know a lot of the teams are really excited about it. Like you mentioned, we have two 50,000 win races, um, at, one at Lakeside and then the other at Lernerville. Um, and then, 10, 23,000 win shows. So, uh, and, and it, the start money is all really good too. The purses are, our 23,000 win purses are, are bigger than what you could get at, at like a World Outlaw race even. So, um, pays well down the field. Uh, it sounds like we have a lot of people that are going to follow it. So, um, being midweek too, you know, they can come to our races and then, then hit the Outlaw shows on the weekends and, um, you know, benefits the World Outlaws as well. So, I would expect car counts to be higher throughout, you know, the country really, and especially at the World Outlaw races. So excited about it. It's, it's fun to feel like you're making an impact on the sport, uh, positively and, um, seeing things excel. You know, the, the late model stuff has been great to witness what's gone on in the last, you know, three to five years with all the money that they've been able to race for. And sprint car stuff has, has grown, uh, don't get me wrong, but, um, we always want to see it get bigger and better. So uh, I feel like this is a, a little step in the right direction. Um, like I said, glad to be a part of it, especially with Brad, who's we both have a huge passion for it. And um, yeah, look forward to getting our season started. You mentioned the start money. Um, is is that basically where you feel that the most help is needed is, I mean, because a big payout, of course, used to draw the big crowds, right? Um, but But without good car count, I mean, you know, and, and paying further back. It, it, was that one of the main things you were trying to accomplish with that? Um, I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't say the main thing, but it's definitely a thing. You know, I, you can pay 23000 a win, but, you know, 500 bucks to start is not good. So <laughs> we, try keep it, we try to keep it as balanced as we could throughout the field. And, you know, I mean, the, the winner deserves to make a lot of money. Um, but also the people who, who make the feature don't, shouldn't shouldn't lose a lot of money either right. uh, so yeah no i i think it, there's a balance between it all and um the world of outlaws they pay really good to start as well and uh, a lot of the series have gotten a lot better i think i think everybody's realized that yes as you mentioned it needs to be a little healthier throughout the field um but if we can also get the it, it better at the top too that that's great as well so um I, I feel pretty happy with where we landed on our purses and our schedule and um, the tracks that we're going to hit this year. So should expect uh, great crowds at most of the races. I would expect great car counts at pretty much all of the races. And um, we picked a lot of, I mean, the only half mile track we have is, is Lakeside. So I feel like all of our races are going to be really exciting. I think when fans show up, they're not going to know who's going to be the favorite because I feel like the smaller the track gets, the more drivers and teams have an opportunity to win. So that was a, that was a big focus of mine was to make sure that we're going to exciting racetracks to have the best opportunity for exciting races and exciting battles for the win. So um, again, really excited about it and and look forward to get it, getting it started. That's fantastic. Uh, Final question. Uh, 2023 uh, cup season. Uh, what, what are you looking forward to most? What do you think you have to work on most, uh, as you go into the 2023 season? 
Yeah, definitely. No, I'm excited about it. Um, it was kind of, I mean, I feel like I had a down year in a way, but when you look <laughs> at it, you know, three wins and still battling for an owner's championship at the end of the year was, you would say, pretty successful. But, um, so yeah, I, I feel like I didn't perform at a very good level throughout all of my racing the past, this past season. So I just, if I feel like, if I feel like if I can just clean up you know, the mistakes and stuff, we should have an extremely good year again. So um, just got to dig down and, and focus a little bit better and uh, try to make a lot less mistakes. So um, I've got a great team with Hendrick Motorsports and HendrickCars.com and uh, Cliff Daniels leading the team. So I, I know I've got the, the best team out there to, to go win another championship. So just got to put all the pieces together and um, see if we can do it. So I uh, look forward to it. It's been a quick off season and things are getting ready to fire back off here soon. So, um, yeah, just excited to get back racing. Awesome. Hey, thank you for your time and, uh, we'll see you this weekend and, uh, welcome to New Mexico. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Deerwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.